0: Hello and welcome to the McTaggart Attack podcast. I'm Kevin McTaggart, and if this is your first time listening, I'm a stand-up comedian who lives in Vermont. I'm 43 years old and moved back in with my folks back in 2004, and I'm still here, but uh, I like to... listened to a lot of self-help books over the past year or so and um and i've always been someone who's tried to like improve myself and i figured this podcast is a good avenue for me to do that um i also talk about what pisses me off in this podcast and i also talk about what's pissing you off that's right people give me contributions of things that are pissing them off and I rant about it for them and that'll be I'll be doing that in this podcast uh I sort of alternate it between me and you me and you that's how it works I do like 10 segments of the podcast so um look forward to that um, see what's going on with me I thought of a new segment for the podcast actually and I think I might call it why the hell are you here? like I think I want to do start doing interviews where I just interview the person and my base my first question is something like, why are you on my podcast? What do you have value? you know and just go from there an adversarial type angry grumpy way to interview someone. I think it might be fun to try to do it. We'll see if you don't like it then. I'll probably keep doing it anyway, because if I like it, that's all that fucking matters with my podcast. Because it's my podcast, after all. I can say and do whatever that I want. (sighs) Let's see. You can reach me via email, mctaggartattack at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, at mct. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, both at mctaggartattack. And you can find the the Facebook page for the mctaggartattack podcast, On Facebook. Uh, Let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Upcoming shows. I have uh, the Comedy Club Night at the Engine Room. Is taking place March 12th. That's the show I produced in White River Junction. I will be talking more about that later in this podcast. That door is open at 7. uh, Show starts at 8. $10 admission. Then I on. uh, That's a Thursday the 12th. On Friday the 13th. I'll be in Middlebury, Vermont hosting Comedy Thunderdome at the Marquee Theater. And then Saturday, I'll still be at the Marquee Theater in Middlebury, Vermont um, for Movie Roast. Movie Roast this month is uh, the um, movie... What What is it? The uh, Can't even remember what the name of it is now, uh, but it's the scary one. It's the scary one from like 20 years ago. The Blair Witch Project. That's what it is. Blair Witch Project. That's right. That starts at 8, and Comedy Thunderdome starts at 7.30. So there's the shows I'll be in this month, this week. And then the Lebanon comedy open mic that I produce will be happening at Salt Hill, Lebanon uh, this coming uh, Monday. Uh, Sign up for comics is at 8.45. Mic starts at 9 p.m., so show up for that. I think, right? The 16th? Yeah. I should make the poster for that. Shit. Okay. Anyway. Um, and that'll be hosted by the wonderful Heather Keith. I'm going to have somebody else host it all the time now because I'm sick of hosting it. Also, um, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we move on to the various topics that I'll be discussing today... Uh, thank you for, for downloading this podcast, and I hope that you, you share it with your friends or your enemies or somebody. Um, subscribe, wherever the hell you subscribe, and review the podcast. If, if you could, Apple Podcasts. I hear that if you sub- give like good reviews on Apple Podcasts, that boosts me up on Apple Podcasts. So if you could do that, that would be great. All right. Let's go on to the first, uh, what's pissing you off, and then we'll do a something that I'll be talking about. It'll be what's pissing you off and me, what's pissing you off and me, you know. So, yeah, enjoy this. And uh, I'll be back. I mean, I'll be here for the whole thing, but I'll, you know what that I fucking mean. Okay, here's one from Heather Parody on Facebook. Heather has an amazing podcast. I hope I'm going to get the name right. I think I know it's Unconventional Leaders Podcast. Um, it's it's a very cool podcast to listen to. She, she interviews guests almost every day, and the uh, the end of the week, it's... Uh, um, I'm stumbling through this. And then end of the week, she has like a fidget Friday where she just vents about stuff that... Or doesn't really vent about stuff, but talks about stuff and doesn't vent as much as I do or get mad as much as I do. But yeah, she... Uh, yeah, it's a good podcast. Go find the Unconventional Leaders podcast wherever you download podcasts. You can download that one and mine, and they're both about a half an hour to 45 minutes, if that, so like, that's like an hour of your day, so you can listen to them both on the to and from work, depending on how long your commute is, or you can listen to the multiple past episodes of both of our podcasts, you know, um, go ahead and do that, I encourage that, to do it. Throughout the day at work, if you're having a bad day at work, listen to, listen to our podcasts. Laugh at mine and learn from hers. Anyway, Heather is pissed off because no one watches The Walking Dead anymore. It's a great show. I can understand this pain. It is frustrating when like people bail from a show. And they bail from a show for stupid reasons. What I think are stupid reasons. Because I am imagining... Like, first of all, I need to preface this by saying that I i am not a fan of The Walking Dead. I've never watched The Walking Dead. I've tried to watch it a few times, but quite frankly I have so many friends on Facebook that post about The Walking Dead that I feel like I'm already watching it, so I don't really need to watch it, because they fucking spoil it and tell me everything that I don't that that happens, and they complain about this person getting killed, and this person getting killed, and this person getting killed, and there's a lot of death on this show, which I think I would really love to see, because I like shit like that, but then no there are these stupid ass motherfuckers who 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 spoil the show for me. So how the fuck am I supposed to watch the show in the first place if you're already telling me what's on the fucking show? But anyway, that's not what that's not what Heather's pissed off about. People are leaving the show. People are stopping watching the show. I mean, what the hell? I mean, make a commitment to yourself. If it's still a good show and you're not watching the show anymore because your favorite character was killed or left or whatever. Who fucking cares? You're still there. It's just like if you have a favorite sports team and your favorite player leaves that sports team, you're still gonna root for the sports team. You should root for your. You should still watch your favorite show to see how it ends. But you're just gonna stop watching it. What's it? Has the show? It's a great show still. Apparently, according to Heather, she still loves it, and I value her opinion. And if you're If you're not watching The Walking Dead because some of your favorite characters left, or whatever, then that's your fucking problem. Suck it up and watch the show. Don't be upset that your favorite characters died, or whatever it was. I don't know why people stopped watching it. I don't care why people stopped watching it. Like, it sort of reminds me when, like, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, and... They, they killed off people all the fucking time. My two favorite characters were Cal Drogo and Ned Stark. And they both died in the first season in back-to-back episodes. Spoiler alert. My bad. But still, if you're one of these people that were watching The Walking Dead and now you're not watching it anymore, you have a better you better have a pretty damn good reason as to why you're not watching The Walking Dead anymore. Because it's a really damn good show. And I'm sorry that that, you know, you've maybe your tastes have changed or whatever the fuck it is, but it's, it's no excuse to not watch the show if the show is still good. If the show is still good. Who cares if the Characters have died or left or whatever. There's still good storylines and plotlines and you're seeing what's happening. It's still compelling television, but it's not fucking compelling enough for your stupid ass. Thank you, Heather, for the suggestion, for the contribution. And um, download her podcast, everyone. I've been uh, running a comedy show at the Engine Room in White River Junction since December. I took it over from some guys that stopped running it because they didn't live in the area anymore. And um, it hadn't been going on for a few months, so I took it over. And it's been a success. Um, We've had a few hiccups. uh, February, we had a snowstorm, and I had to reschedule it for the next week. And I had to reschedule it while I was on vacation. You know, so trying to be on vacation and trying to rebook a comedy show all at the same time. So that was fun. And then uh, the March show, its my show is usually the first Thursday of every month. And in May it's expanding to twice a month, but that's not important right now. And so it was supposed to be on March 5th. But uh, Brandon Fox, the wonderful owner of the engine room and Big Fatty's Barbecue, which is in the same parking lot, uh, told me that he had some stuff that he wanted to book that first week. And if I could reschedule my golf trip, my my comedy show, not golf trip, Kevin, get your fucking facts straight to March 12th instead. And I'm like, that's fine. Thank you for the advance warning. That was like two months ago when we did that. And it is so glad that we did that. You know why? Coronavirus. That's right. Because what happened, from what I understand, the Friday before, I think it was Friday the 28th or something like that. There was a function at the engine room. And an individual went there. Not sure who. Doesn't matter. But earlier in the day, this individual was told, hey, you tested positive for the coronavirus. You should avoid people. He was advised to quarantine himself. So what does he do? He goes to a private party at the engine room. Thankfully, he did not infect that many people if it's a low risk from what the Department of Health said. And they sanitized the building, so everything's fine. But they canceled all of the events last week, after that. So my show would have been canceled if I had not rescheduled it to this Thursday, March 12th. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8, $10 admission. $5 if you tell me the secret password, McTaggart, but you're not going to. So the frustrating part about all of this is last week I kept getting asked by various people what's going on at the engine room and like I answered the questions as nicely as I as I as I could but on the inside like I was so pissed off I'm like. Like, people were asking me about it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I would assume that if my show was going to be canceled on the 12th, that the owner would let me know. And um, so there. And I, my mom called to let me know. Oh, it's been quarantined. It hasn't been quarantined. It's been sanitized. It's fine. And there's a comedy show happening the week after mine. And the guy producing that show sent me a Facebook message asking me, Do you know anything about the engine room? And I wanted to be like, Dude! You know the owner! Ask the fucking owner yourself, you stupid douchebag! But I didn't do that. I was nice about it. And I had my partner, Peter Pardot, ask me about the engine room. So, like, you know what I did? I went to the engine room Facebook page... And read all of their posts about it. And it explained it all pretty well. But apparently people don't have the cognitive abilities to go on to the Facebook page of the engine room and read. And find out for themselves instead of asking other people to tell them instead. Look up the fucking information yourself. Alright, I'm sick and fucking tired of having to like answer these fucking questions for people. You've got to be fucking kidding me. And why is this locking? It better be fucking recording. Yeah, I think it's recording. I don't even fucking know. I'm gonna assume that it just kept recording because I can't get mad about that again. But Jesus goddamn Christ. If there's gonna be a fucking problem, the owner would have fucking told me that there was a fucking problem. So you don't need to fucking keep asking me. Why don't you just contact the engine room and fucking ask them about it? For Christ fucking sake. (sighs) Plus, yesterday was a good day and a bad day. It was a bad day. Because I saw comments on a my Peter Pardo's Facebook post from his brother complaining that, oh, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to risk anything. It's fine. It's perfectly clean. What the fuck is your prop? But then it was good news because Brandon Fox, the wonderful owner at the Engine Room, gave me a call and we talked and he's going to promote the shit out of this show and we want to have fun and we want people to be in a good mood and we we'll want make everybody happy and he's going to post it, he's going to boost it, he's going to promote it, he's going to put up flyers every fucking where so people are aware. He's thinking we're going to have like 100 people. I'll be happy with 50, but 100 is fucking fantastic. But oh my gosh, it's been a fucking weird Fucking week, all because of the goddamn stupid ass motherfucking coronavirus, which isn't, wouldn't be that big a deal if people just knew to wash your fucking hands and listen to your goddamn doctor's advice, you stupid fucks! Don't forget, March 12th, engine room, doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. $10 admission. Forget that passport thing I said. Because I want your money. Peter Pardo offered me a, a, a suggestion via text the other day. And he hates it when you voice text and it doesn't use the proper words. Yeah, I, uh, seriously, voice texting has been around already for, like, a couple years. And I'd like to think that they've worked the kinks out by now. I'm still skeptical of using voice texting. I don't use Siri that much, you know, and I have an iPhone, but it is cool. It's got to be frustrating when you're trying to voice text because it's easier. And then they screw up the words, which doesn't make it easier. (laughs) If anything, you know, voice texting using the wrong words, you know, know, misconstruing what you're saying, you know, makes it harder. Because what do you have to do then? You have to, like, go in and edit the text and use the right fucking words that you have to text in the first place, which is, you know, defeats the purpose of you trying to, you know, use the voice text instead of typing the text. And it's just frustrating that, that modern technology hasn't advanced that much yet. I mean, what the fuck? Why does voice texting still suck? You know, voice texting shouldn't still suck unless you have like a speech impediment or something like that, then it would probably not be good. But I mean, I hear Peter talk. He seems to be pretty good at talking, but apparently his voice text sucks. Maybe he just needs a new phone. Maybe he doesn't have an iPhone. Maybe if he had an iPhone, it would be better. I don't even know. I don't use the voice text on my iPhone. so I, I really don't know what the fuck that's all about, but it is frustrating when you're trying to drive, and you're, you're trying to do a voice text, but the voice text fucks it up! So how's that supposed to be helpful when, when you're constantly afraid that your voice text is gonna fuck up what you're trying to say? Like I said, I don't have that problem because I don't do voice text, but it frustrates me when I'm typing words, and I apparently type too fast or don't pay attention to what the fuck I'm typing, and it wants to put in different words for me when I'm trying to fucking type. Like, I want to say fuck in a text, and it keeps typing it as duck, and that ducking pisses me off. Thanks, Peter, for the suggestion. Back in January, my favorite band, Pearl Jam, announced tour dates for the upcoming album Gigaton, and there were some North American tour dates that were going to take place in March, so I tried to get tickets through the fan club on Ticketmaster, got denied. And then I forgot to verify myself as a fan on Ticketmaster and missed that pre-sale because I wasn't qualified to enter that con- contest. So that's fine. Got denied. Then I tried the general on-sale tickets and, of course, missed out on those too. And I was up- I, I, I was upset. I was frustrated that I couldn't get tickets. But I was determined not to let it bother me that much because I've been to plenty of shows the past few years, and you know, I've been to Fenway three times. I've been to Brooklyn. I've been um, to uh, Boston Garden. I've been to to Mansfield. I've been to, I've been to some good shows the past couple years within the past decade. So I was happy with that, and I'm like, you know, that didn't happen. It's fine. I'm still happy that the album's coming out. And that's great. And I have just determined, you know, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. I'm, I'm okay. There'll be other concerts that I'm going to get to go to. You know? Like, they may have a second leg of the North American tour. I don't know. But I'm fine with that. So, um, Monday night, um, March 9th, Pearl Jam put out an announcement that they were postponing... All of their all of the shows from the first leg of their tour, the North American Tour, because of concerns over the coronavirus because they're from Seattle and there's a lot of stuff going on in Washington. There's a lot of cases in Washington and stuff. So they they postponed their tour altogether, like the first leg of it. Which I think a lot of things are doing, like a lot of sports teams are and stuff like that. And and that's great. That's fantastic. That's good. And that's to be cautious. And I'm just thinking, thank God for coronavirus. Thank you, coronavirus, for making me feel better about not getting tickets to the Pearl Jam show that I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to Madison Square Garden. Couldn't get into Madison Square Garden. You know? That's what I fucking wanted. But I couldn't get them. And it pissed me off. But, you know, the universe, you know, felt my pain. And created the coronavirus. That apparently, you know, caused Pearl Jam to, you know, um, postpone their tour. So, I feel pretty good about that. Um, Maybe I didn't cause the coronavirus. But the universe helped me out. And um, so, if, if I can't go to a Pearl Jam concert, apparently nobody can. And that just made me feel really good about it, and strengthened my belief that the universe truly does love me. And I'm still looking forward to the new album coming out on March 27th. And wherever the fuck you download, find albums, or what the fuck ever, I don't know how the kids get their music nowadays. I'm not even sure how I'm going to find the album. I just know that I'm looking forward to it. And it is unfortunate for everybody because of this whole coronavirus thing. How all these precautions that they're taking, which I think is understandable. But honestly, if you just washed your hands and stayed the fuck away from people if you were sick, then there'd be no fucking problems. But people is too fucking stupid to not do that. So they don't fucking pay attention. They don't fucking care. And they think, oh, I'm fine. You're not fine. Wash your fucking hands as as much as you fucking can. Reasonably. Not, like, enough to where you peel the skin off. But no, just, like, dear fucking God. Let's be goddamn sensible and sanitize our fucking selves. All right? Jesus fucking Christ. But then again, thank you, coronavirus, for making me feel better about getting those Pearl... About not getting the Pearl Jam tickets. Thank you for, you know, feeling my pain in that and... You know, um, happy coronavirus, everyone. Well, the next one we have is from Stephen Shepard. Hashtag best brother-in-law ever. He's pissed off when he wears his Patriots hoodie. People keep on asking him about where Tom Brady will end up and it's every, it's an everyday routine and he's sick of it. Yeah, that is very frustrating. Like why that's anxiety right there. That's gotta that's gotta like really hurt your anxiety when like you're wearing your favorite Patriots hoodie and then it'll be fine. If this happened just once, you know, when you're walking or you're around and a friend or co worker sees you and asks, hey, where do you think Tom Brady's going? And then you answer. And that's fine for one time. But if it keeps happening again and again and again and again and again, day after day after day after fuck day. When the hell is the person going to stop getting tired of asking the fucking question? You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, you've, you've, you're, you, you're already sick and tired of answering the fucking question. But when, when the hell does the person asking the question get tired of asking the Fuck question. Is he just asking it for like a goddamn joke as to be funny or to start conversation? Why can't he ask different questions that have nothing to do with the symbol on your hoodie? Maybe what Steven needs to do is put a sign on his hoodie that says go fuck yourself. But that probably wouldn't work if he's walking around work like that. You know? It's just, oh my god or maybe a, maybe a hoodie that says stop asking me about tom brady but then that would cause some um, sarcastic assholes to be like oh i'm going to ask him about tom brady anyway so it's just frustrating oh my god to get the same fucking question over and over and over again and you give the same answer all the fucking time you should just you should just if, if i can suggest to steven just just be like give different answers like just fuck with him Mess with him. Say the different thing all the fucking time. You know, say the Jets. Say the Giants. Say something. Say your mom's house. Say say his mom's house. I don't know. He's probably going to end up with your mom. Why don't you just shut the fuck up, you stupid douchebag? But you probably wouldn't want to curse again because, once again, you're at work. But it's just, oh my god, how fucking annoying is that to be asked the same fucking question all the fucking time? This person must have no fucking life at all if all he does is ask you the same fucking question all the fucking time. He needs to come up with more questions. Why don't I... Hey, wait, wait. I have a solution here. If he next time he asks you, Hey, where do you think Tom Brady's going? You can be like, I can... I have a question for you. When are you going to stop asking me this question? You're welcome, Steven. I hope this advice, I hope my rant helped you feel better and anyone else feeling better listening to this. Um, So yeah, happy What's Pissing You Off Wednesday. Or whenever the fuck you're listening to this, because it's not even What's Pissing You Off Wednesday anymore. I paid off my student loans last week. I did it in two payments. I like I made my I did my first payment on the day it was due. I've been paying like twice the minimum payment for years. Like my my minimum payment is like 270 bucks and I had been paying like $500 around then maybe a little bit more sometimes less um for for the past couple years wanting to pay it off sometime in 2020 and i i made a payment on the at the end of the month and then uh i went down to boston for the weekend and had a, a little vacation went to a comedy show and then i uh got back to work, and one or two days later into that, I'm like, you know, I still have money left over from my tax return, from my refund, so I thought, I'll just pay the rest of it, so I did, paid off my student loan, it's all done, and it's great, it feels good, I still have other bills to pay But this was one that I had been wanting to pay off for a while Like I have credit cards and car payments But those are things I think that I'll always have I'm not going to try to like pay those off per se You know I mean because that only gives me like $1,400 a month now In payments to make a month Possibly less if I keep paying off the credit cards Now that I have extra money thanks to the $500 that I'm not paying a month for my student loan. So I'm looking forward to the next couple months of being able to build up savings again because that's what I did to pay off the student loan was build up some savings. So there's that, and I was good, and I felt proud of it, and I wanted to tell a friend of mine, and I let them know, hey, I paid off my student loans. And they replied with, must be nice. I still owe fifty thousand dollars on mine. And I'm like oh well um sorry to hear that. <laughs> you know, it's just it just hearing that it just irked me like here I am feeling good about something that I had accomplished and I turn to someone to let them know and they're like snippy and all must be nice all snarky and shit and it just it just reminds me of something that I've heard in all the like self-help podcasts and books that I've that I've listened to Regarding like toxic people, and it's like you tell somebody, and that's exactly what this is is an example of. Like you tell somebody that hey, I accomplished this, and they're like, yeah, who friggin cares, you know? Or oh, must be nice, you know, stuff like that, and it's just, I, it makes me realize that like I, I'm surrounded by a lot of toxic negative people. that I have in my life and like I just need to stop letting this person in particular know about accomplishments because it obviously won't make them react very nice to me in the future. I suppose they would perceive it as me bragging. (laughs) I'm not bragging, I was just proud of it and I needed to tell somebody and I thought this person was a good friend and I thought that they would tell me congratulations, but no, I didn't even hear like congratulations as like a secondary thing, I just heard a must be nice I'm like, that's not what I want to hear I I posted that on, that reaction on Twitter and I got people I I don't know if this person meant it but they were calling me selfish and I don't really, I wasn't being selfish I mean, if, if The roles were reversed, and they had told me that they had paid off student loans. I had been like, congratulations, I'm happy for you. You know, stuff like that. But no, instead from this person, I got must be nice. And it just irked me, it really irked me to hear that. And I just think it's a, I'm not saying that they're not a friend anymore. I'm not cutting them off as a friend. It's just that, that situation, and I have other people that I work with, Ever since I've tried to be more positive, how realizing how negative people are, how biting people are, how sarcastic, how how um you know, how much they like to talk badly about other people. Like, there's this woman who works in my department who who's new and she's very positive and energetic, and one of my coworkers calls her fake. And like I I watched I didn't really know her that well and I went to a presentation that she gave and she didn't seem fake to me at all. She just seemed like somebody, she actually seemed like somebody who genuinely liked her job. She seems like a genuinely nice person. She doesn't come off as fake to me at all. She just seems happy and you know it's just I'm just sick of surrounding myself with people who are negative and who don't compliment you or or just You know, try to make you feel bad. Like, I accomplished something by paying off my student loans. And this friend of mine made me feel bad by telling me, must be nice. I just, yeah, that that was, hope. that's probably the last time I'm ever gonna, like, come to that person and let them know what I did. You know, I will not go to them. I know in the future not to go to them for compliments in the future because I will not get compliments. I will get the opposite. I will get them making me feel bad about something that I accomplished. And I don't think being upset that someone made me feel bad about something that I accomplished is being selfish. It's just me being positive and them being negative, trying to bring me down with whatever negative mindset they have. And that's not cool. (sighs) John O'Hara is pissed off about the week WWE Elimination Chamber main event. It had so much potential, he thought. The main event was a six-woman Elimination Chamber match. To determine the, who would face Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And Shayna Baszler, the odds-on favorite, the one who bit Becky in the back of the neck, you know, oddly enough, won the match. And apparently she did it in dominating fashion. I'm not even really sure how it happened. Quite frankly, I, um, I canceled my WWE Network subscription back in June. Because I got tired of falling asleep during the main event and not even watching most of the show. And I didn't watch it for anything else because I suck at binge watching. And that is something that I'm really glad that I suck at. But it is, it, it has, I, that has got to be annoying to, like, know what's going to happen. You know, know that Shayna was probably going to win. And she, was probably, and she destroyed all of the competition. I think that's what it was, from what I understand. She destroyed everyone just to make her out to be a monster. Make her up to be a tough character. I think it built her up pretty well. But still, I guess it was lame. I'm not sure exactly why it was lame or weak. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't think it was weak because they were women wrestlers. I'm assuming. But I know him, and I know he wouldn't think that. But that is that is frustrating. I hate the WWE for the most part. And I don't watch any of their pay per views, and I think their shows are shit for the most part, except maybe NXT. I just, I just don't really care for their product anymore, and um, I think it's, I think other people need to realize that their product isn't as good as it used to be, and stop paying attention to it. Because quite frankly, I'm tired of watching it. Yes, I'm going to SummerSlam, but that's a gift for my brother in law. And it's just, it's just frustrating, you know, t- to have to watch these pay-per-views and to ha- for them to be, have so much potential and to be so disappointing. It, it's pretty much how the WWE is. So lots of people are disappointed in how the WWE product is. Or are they? Is that just people on the internet? Because people keep buying their shit. They're making shitloads of money. So it can't be that weak. I, I mean, I just, I'm not really pissed off about this, but it's just, it's, just it's, it's frustrating when you know what's going to happen. Or actually, you know what? I don't think it. it's frustrating when you know what's going to happen. It's fine if you know what's going to happen. Oh, it's so predictable. What if she had lost? What if it had been someone else? They would have argued that it should have been Shayna Baszler. Why did Shayna lose? She wasn't supposed to lose. They would, people have been so upset. If Shayna Baszler had lost. Then they would have been if Shayna Baszler had won. If Shayna Baszler won, oh it's too predictable. Oh, Shayna Baszler lost. Oh god damn it, why didn't Shayna win? She should win this. Why I thought it was supposed to be her and Becky. Why is the WWE fucking this up? Shut up. Just enjoy the product, dumbass. I'm sick and tired of wrestling fans on social media complaining about the stupidest shit. Because they're going to get mad either way. I swear to God, wrestling fans are worse than Trump supporters. They're worse than Bernie bros. They're just the fucking worst. (sighs) Thanks, John, for your contribution. Might not have agreed with you, but, um, you know, that's what happens sometimes on what's pissing you off. Let's see. Um, I have listened to a lot of self-help books and podcasts over the past... over uh, about a year now. And I have found it helpful. And I do understand the message. And I do... It does help me to do that. And I do like listening to them. And uh, I still will listen to them. But it's dawned on me that i can't just keep on just listening to them and not doing anything about it because that's what i'm afraid will happen is like i'll just get hooked on listening to these self-help books instead of you know actually doing anything about it because like that's what i want to do i don't want to just sit around and listen to people keep telling me the same message over and over again that I should just like not be scared and do what I think I should do you know and 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 come up with a plan and do what makes me happy and do what I'm passionate about and stuff and keep listening to stuff like that but it just occurs to me that like there comes a point in time where you have to like as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, is stop listening and just start doing. And I need to start doing more. And I'm intent to start doing more. I just, I just feel like I need some direction, and I think I'm getting more of that as, as it goes along. Like I listened to a good podcast episode that a friend of mine, Christine Bills, sent to me. This Money podcast. I forget what the name was, but they talked to this comedian about how they make a living and stuff and it was just very motivational to me it gave me some good ideas like the college scene or the cruise ship scene or the corporate scene you know stuff like that and I just I just and if I want to make this a career I really need to start working at it every day and work hard on it every day and I I, I feel like I hadn't really been doing that and it's hard to do that with like a full-time job but I think I can make it work with a full-time job I did think possibly like leaving my job and doing part-time somewhere but I don't know if that's a good idea who knows because then it's just I would just be finding something else I might I might as well just stay where I am and keep working and work on both like during the day work my normal job and at night work on stand-up comedy I need to work on that more I did that a lot when I first started and I haven't really done it as much as I would like in the past couple years and it's time to just just start working at it a lot harder than I am and like I don't want to be 50 years old and living with my parents that's the goal you know because right now well the goal used to be 40 years old and having my parents and that's still happened but still seriously I just I just want to do what makes me happy and do something that I think I'm good at that I'm passionate about that that I I, I think people would, would like and I just need to try it and I feel like if I don't try it now it's never going to work but I can't have that attitude either I just I just feel like it comes a time when I have to start actually acting on the stuff that I'm hearing in these books. You know? And I just I'm I'm gonna start doing that. I, I've already I've already kind of started doing that. I've I've emailed comedy clubs, I've emailed comedy agencies, I've um trying to figure out how to get on the college tour scene. That I looked at that and that could be a lot of good money if if um that if like if I if I did like I think I looked and I think if I did like three weekends, three weekends at colleges or three shows that would like pay me as much as I make now. And that would be amazing, you know, but I mean, I would love to just drive around and and do comedy because I don't I, I love doing that and I'll never stop love doing loving doing that. And I'm just. I was very happy to listen to that podcast episode today. I forget what it's called. It's I forget what it's it's mixed it's some sort of thing. I don't know what it is. But it was a good podcast episode. But yeah, I just I just need to stop you know or or start doing instead of just listening. Maybe it's yeah, I just need to. I just need to get off my ass and 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 start working on and acting on these things that I'm hearing in all these self help books. Now you know it's just I can't just keep listening to them and not doing anything about it. And I think that's an important lesson for most people to know because I feel like a lot of people do that. They just keep listening to self help books and they never do anything about it. And I'm intent to start doing something about it. Instead of just listening to them. I'll still listen to them. Because they're good motivation. Like I'm going to start reading. uh, Listening to Gary V's Crushing It. Soon. To figure out how to be better at social media. You know. So I can promote my stand up comedy brand. So that's going to be something. And that's something that we can look forward to. And. um, Yeah. That's basically all. I just need to get off my ass and start working on it more. And I hope that I do that after I've just said it to myself now on my podcast. And I hope whatever I say motivates other people because I'm just a forty three, forty three 43 year old loser in quotations that lives with his parents. And I feel like that makes me the best expert when it comes to self-help in regards to these people that have already done it. I'm somebody that hasn't done it yet. So, I hope you appreciate that. Please give me money. All right. Well, that's what we have for this week's episode of the McTaggart Attack podcast for March 11th, 2020. I don't think I gave the date in the beginning of the intro, but who cares at this point? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Please be sure to uh, subscribe, share, and review. Um, you can email me, mctaggartattack, at gmail.com. Twitter is at kev McTee Instagram and TikTok is at mctaggartattack. And there's the Facebook page for the McTaggart Attack podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to it today. Please let me know if there's anything you liked or didn't like or want me to add or whatever. and we will see what happens. Uh, let's see. What what did, was there? Anything I wanted to say before we, before I ended this week's episode? Um, not really. Nope. Not really. Um, I uh, no nothing. I don't. There was something, but it's I. I can't remember what the fuck it is now. And uh, yeah, that's it. This is a terrible way to end a podcast with the uh, yeah, whatever, but that's what we're doing, and my throat is getting dry. So, have a great week, everybody. Happy, what's pissing you off Wednesday, because I'm publishing this on a Wednesday, even though it's Tuesday right now, which makes no fucking sense to me. And, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Like, I, on a personal note, I need to record these on separate days now, instead of, like, I recorded this all in one frickin' day, and that is exhausting. So I'm starting on next week's episode on Thursday, possibly Wednesday. Cause, so I can spread them out and not worry about, oh my god, I need to do all ten at once. All ten in one day. My god, that's exhausting. That's fucking exhausting. But that's what I do for everyone who likes this podcast. And that's the bottom line, if you smell what the McTaggart Attack podcast is cooking